live from the horrible Huntington Beach hellhole. Coming to you from the last homeless free zone in Orange County. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. How's Call of Duty? Uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, it's fun when I can play it. <laughs> Why can't you play it? It's a fucking buggy piece of shit. It's probably the single most... I don't know if I give it that top. I've played some really buggy, shitty games. but Warcraft 3 Remastered? Uh, no, it's worse than that because I can actually play that game. This, I mean, I could play this game, but it's like, without fail, if I'm playing... Like, let's say, let's say I play five matches a night. Guaranteed at least half of those after the match ends, the game crashes. It will give you a prompt to launch the game in safe mode every time after that you have to click a no on. If you click yes accidentally, it loads into the game and it resets all of your fucking settings to like 1280 by 720 and like low. Uh, I did that once. That was frustrating to have to go back in and change all that. Um you're when you're in the game like your uh, your character like your they call them operators he'll disappear like on the screen it's like he just disappears for no reason can't see him um the xp tracking will stop working so you'll lose any progress that you got made playing through matches uh what else uh massive lag spikes like mid-match you'll just like everything will freeze up and then oh you're dead after like five seconds because someone killed you um yeah just hackers hackers are rampant in it (sighs) it's uh typical activision products it's like you kind of know what you're getting into when you buy it you were telling me that there isn't really another choice, though, because if you played uh, Battlefield, it's kind of the the new Battlefield that's out. It's kind of uh, it's terrible too. Not that great. Yeah. You know. What I will say though, if you t- if you take out the stability issues and just the jankiness. It's actually this Call of Duty is actually pretty good. Like it looks good, it plays good, like it feels good to play. Um, it's just that like their like the network infrastructure for how the game works is garbage, and then like the the code like whoever code like when they release updates, they introduce new problems every update. So the coding, whoever's coding the game, is not doing a good job either. It's yeah but it's got 60 million players so they're doing something right does anybody play modern warfare 3 no that's i think that's a dead game i don't think they have servers open for it anymore really yeah wow yeah ever since they went to the the it used to be called IWNet. I don't know what it is now, but it's like this location-based matchmaking that I'm sure uses peer-to-peer connections to save money. 
Um, and it's it's janky and it's not good. So when I am able to play it, I enjoy it. That's really the best thing I can say about it. Dev Defeat Source is still running. And that's like 15 years old. Well, and that game also has dedicated servers. So you can... You don't have the server stability issues. And if you do, you can just go to another server. Are you going to buy the new MacBook Pro? It's got an escape Uh, key. uh, The only one that has a price point that interests me is the 8th gen. Because they re... I think it's kind of chicken shit how they did that. They made the reasonably priced models 8th gen. They just put the new keyboard on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if there's some discounts later in the year, I'll get one. But even then, I'd probably still get the 2020 or the uh, the 10th gen ones. Right now, I've been content with that little... Logitech uh, combo keyboard that I got from my iPad works great. I've been using it every day. It was everything I needed to. Which most of the stuff I do on it is web-based anyway, so I'm not really missing out on anything that I would be doing on the MacBook. What's the most challenging thing to do on that? You're using a 2017 um, iPad, iPad Pro. Some websites don't work right because um, they have like uh, I don't know if it's I don't know what it would be. It basically like you know there's those sites where like you they have login prompts where it opens up another window, but it's not like a full window. It's not like an actual Safari tab it's like a little tab within a tab that like a little window within the tab that pops up for like logging into stuff um or like captchas things like that like that don't work right that i've had some issues with like a modal dialogue that doesn't fit inside the little screen on the ipad no it's like it just doesn't even like like it won't render the uh, content of the window properly like it won't load and like safari will just kind of like not know what it's like it it, it won't know what to do with it it'll just kind of like like it, sometimes it won't even come up at all like i i've had that issue a few times um where were you going on the web uh, seeing what you're talking about i'd have to I'd have to look at it again. Like, and then some of the other issues that I've had are like, uh, on when I'm going on sites to buy stuff. Um, like when I'm entering my credit card info, like the page will just refresh automatically before I can fully enter the credit card informa- information. Cause like Safari does that auto populate thing in iOS and iPad OS where it'll like, um, would be entering text in a box and the box will be highlighted. And then, you'll like click on the next box and then it'll just remove whatever you entered in the previous box. Like it doesn't, it, I don't know what causes that issue. Cause it seems like it only happens in iPad OS. Like it's not a Safari specific thing. It's like just I Safari in iPad OS. 
You probably have a bunch of stuff in your autofill just on the iPad. Yeah, it could be. But I'm only using Safari on the iPad, so I... I you can remove all that info. Yeah. Settings, Safari, autofill. Yeah, I, I haven't messed around with it enough to get to circumvent that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and the other thing is um, uh, doing some remote stuff through, um, I use like a splash top and it doesn't pick up for whatever reason when I used to use splash top, cause I was one of the few, um, apps that had uh mouse support before iPad OS actually officially included it. That's when I bought that little, um, uh, who makes that mouse? Citrix mouse. It's like specifically for it. It works fine before but now like if i'm using the trackpad on the logitech keyboard through a remote session through um uh splash top or the msrdp app it doesn't like the scrolling and stuff like that doesn't register right like the two finger scrolling like so i have to like actually manually like tap on like the scroll bar and move it manually Okay. So little inconveniences like that. Maybe that stuff will be fixed at some point. I don't know. Um, Is there a pro version of Splash Top that would unlock that? I'm using a paid version, using the business one. So that would be pro, I guess. It's cheap. It's ninety nine dollars a year. Uh, there's some other stuff too that I probably can. I'd have to document it as it's happening. I just usually just don't have the patience and I just move on. Um, been running into an interesting problem, uh, different topic, but I've been running into an interesting problem with um, Exchange. So Microsoft, uh, ever since... Uh, Office 2013, I want to say, um, have required modern authentication uh, for exchange accounts set up through it. And so they just, they didn't really enforce it until Office 2016 came out. But even then, you could still authenticate your account the old way you used to, and it would work fine. Something happened in the past week where now they're forcing modern authentication. Like you have to use it, but it's not apparent. Like they don't tell you, they don't give you a prompt or anything when you enter your password, when you're signing into, or when you uh, launch Outlook, you'll get a password prompt that keeps coming up or a credential uh, prompt for your credentials. You'll enter your password. It'll go away for like five seconds and then it'll pop up again. You'll enter it again. It'll pop up again. Yeah, it's failing. And but you can still get mail. So we've had clients with this annoying issue where it, is, it keeps asking them to authenticate over and over and over again. And, but they're still able to receive mail. So after some investigating, apparently the solution is that if you have a, let's say it's like a, 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 a business that only has like 
like let's say you, you're you're paying for Microsoft Exchange for only one user, like you just only have one account. The way to fix it is you would go into registry and then you would add a D word key uh, manually to force that. It's like something ADAL, I forgot what the exact key string is, the key value. Um, and then that would fix it. But for a company of like 30 to 50 employees, you can't do that for each employee. So I've been having to go into PowerShell like through the... Uh, Why don't you just authenticate, it? right? <laughs> it's just OAuth. No, it's it's a different... It's If you uninstalled the app completely from scratch just removed outlook and like and the whole office suite entirely from your machine and reinstalled it and first sign in with your credentials in a new profile it still won't prompt for it still won't authenticate properly you didn't so, set up the account right you've got to remove no, the account and then set it up with OAuth. no it's there's just, there's no way to go and change that on the back end like through the interface in in the officer 65 uh, admin panel so what? There, there's no way to do it. You have to do it through PowerShell. Like no, it's, no. the user needs to remove it. No, you don't remove it. You remove your account. No, it's from the your Outlook. Mail no, I, that's what I'm saying. I've done that. You remove the, when you, when you remove Outlook. No, the, you can the user up, account. No, okay. You you can remove Outlook, set it up again, and set up a new profile. A new profile is the same. You're setting up this uh, a new profile with the same credentials, and then it starts pulling all your mail in again. But even doing it that way, it still doesn't work. So you have to, through PowerShell, uh, sign into. There's there's a utility you have to install in PowerShell to make it work. I forgot what it's called. Should have taken notes on it. I didn't. Um, where you have to go through this process of forcing it company-wide or exchange server-wide per tenant in Office 365 to force that authentication, and then it works. So I'll, I could I could pull up the article. I have it I have it uh, noted in our CRM at my at my work, but I'd have to pull it up like i don't i don't have the link for it for the guide from microsoft on how to do it but basically what i'm getting at with all this is it's stupid because it's not intuitive and microsoft doesn't give you exact reasoning for why you have to do it that way it's just that you do and they have like a technet article on it that you have to follow but it's like just finding the correct technet technet article to resolve that issue took a good amount of time to figure out so sounds like hot garbage it's really frustrating and it's just Microsoft doing what Microsoft does. Also, they changed over all of their naming for um, all of their services. So nothing is called Office 365 anymore. Like that branding is gone. Now it's called Microsoft 365, which there was a Microsoft 365 tier before, but that was for like these managed services that were outside of Office 365. So there was like uh, 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 Power BI projects. You're popping a lot, by the way. Sorry, I'm close to the mic. 
Is that better? We'll see. Um, Power BI, uh, Microsoft Projects, um, uh, Visio. Just a bunch of other apps that you had to pay for. Those were part of the Microsoft 365 suite. So now, Office 365 is gone. Now it's just called Microsoft 365. They renamed all of the tiering of their different products. So we've had clients have their annual renewals for their subscriptions, and it's showing a different name for what this, the subscription was. So they think they're, they're getting billed for something entirely different. For example, they renamed Office 365 Business Premium to Microsoft 365 Business Standard. They renamed Office 365 Business Essentials to Microsoft 365 Basic. And then their home subscriptions, which were like just basically for if you just wanted to pay for the subscription just to have the Office apps, no exchange or anything tied to it, it used to be called Office 365 Home. Now it's called Microsoft 365 Families or Family, whatever it's called. It's really stupid that they did. Like, I don't know why they decided to do that, but we've had some calls this week because, like I said, clients have their annual renewal up for the pre like a lot of a lot of them do the prepaid subscriptions for the year because they save money it's like 20 percent you save so they're getting these bills for like thousands of dollars for these services but they're the same services that they have different names so they think they're getting billed for something else so that's been fun to deal with um so that's what I've been dealing with the last like three days at work. A lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. It's dumb. Very tedious. So I found one of those articles, by the way. You could put this in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. Channel, Nate, link to docsmicrosoft.com. Um, apparently you, you heard about the, uh, the restaurant in San Clemente No, that they had a, there's this now infamous restaurant in San Clemente that opened uh despite the patrick despite patrick bateman's uh statewide uh executive order on closing bars and restaurants your buddy they ignored it. yeah gavin gruesome um they ignored it and opened anyway so to spite them the state sent in inspectors health code inspectors to shut them down, but they met code and they continued to threaten them. And so there was some loophole that they figured out. I don't remember exactly how it is, but they basically are now able to open and run carte blanche without any more interference. It was an awesome fuck you. I don't know if you, I, I, I'd have to pull up the article. I could probably find it before the end of the show for the show notes, but that sounds pretty good. Yeah. 
I want to go to that place. Apparently, they sold out everything. So many people went there that they sold out of like like all their their drinks. Like they ran out of stock. Like their drinks, their food, everything. That's a good problem. Yeah. I heard soup plantations done for. Oh, uh, that place. I've got stories about that place. The kind of people that go there. My God. Talk about the dregs of society. It's I, definitely a Walmart crowd. I used to have to go there because the person I was dating at the time loved that place. And every time I would go there, it'd be like everyone was using coupons. I mean, admittedly, we were too. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone there. You get like, it's like a full buffet for two with no time limit for $13. Given it's all vegetables, like they have, I think the only meat they have there is like if you go and get the soup, it's like bacon bits. That's like the only meat they have there. They have eggs. That's not meat though. But yeah, they have eggs. It's a protein. Um, yeah, it's a protein the same way soy Everything is a protein. Everything needed to make a chicken. <laughs> uh, okay. Fair enough. But still, it you're just loading up on vegetables. That's all you eat. So, um I would have the worst shits after eating there every time. I don't know if the the, the salad was bad. <laughs> uh, they used to have this thing called broccoli madness. Which is this <laughs> horrific concoction. It tastes so fucking good though. But it's literally it's broccoli with bacon bits, uh, like uh onions and one other thing. Might be soybeans, and it's just completely drenched in this sugary sauce, and it tasted so fucking good. But holy shit, my bowels were just like an eruption the, uh... after I'd eat that. <laughs> The broccoli bubble gut. Yeah. I would load up on that. I would have like half my plate full of that stuff. And then I would just get the shitty regular salad to fill the rest of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. So would they go belly up? Yeah, okay. That's too many details. I don't know. I read a headline. <laughs> I was just mentioning it. Okay. Let me look it up. Find the link. Where's the damn yeah, link? Their profit margins are probably nothing after having to pay the staff and yeah, the uh, restaurant industry is difficult already. That place, I don't know how they made money. It was not quality though. Uh, that much I can say. Gold's Gym filed for bankruptcy, uh-huh. and. J. Crew, I think, also is closed. So Gold's Gym filed for Chapter 11, which is like a restructuring. So they're probably going to sell off the assets, and then the company is probably going to get acquired probably by one of the bigger gyms. And they'll probably keep the branding and all that. But J. Crew, I think, is completely belly up. I think they're Chapter 4, which is like the like your your toast. Let me see Chip. Chapter 4. There's too many articles, too many words in this article. So it says it will not remain open. 
or chapter seven, I think is the bad one. That's chapter seven. So if you go full belly up. Yeah. Chapter seven, basic liquidation for individuals and businesses, also known as straight bankruptcy. Chapter 11 is rehabilitation or reorganization. I think, uh, Suplantation, Nate's Suplantation Liquidation is a good place to end. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Sayonara.